Welcome to Informed Aging, a podcast about health, health, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I'm a former family caregiver. I've worked in the home care industry and now work for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron. She's the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant, a former family caregiver, and she has well over 30 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to Edith and I, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us, not at them. Before making any significant changes in your life or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we present our final conversation with Sadie Burgos and her husband, Francisco Paco Rios. Paco has been diagnosed with young-onset dementia, and they have decided not only to share their story with us, but on social media as well. And there are two reasons we really felt sharing their story was important. First of all, although young-onset, also called early-onset Alzheimer's, is not common, unfortunately, it's becoming more common. In 2020, Blue Cross and Blue Shield released the report Early onset dementia and Alzheimer's rates grow for younger Americans. That report contained the information that the number of commercially insured Americans between the ages of 30 to 64 diagnosed with early onset dementia or Alzheimer's disease increased by 200 percent from 2013 to 2017. The average age of a person living with either form of dementia is 49. Sobering, right? Also, we love that Paco is willing to share his journey. It's not often someone with dementia willingly speaks publicly about having the disease. His insight has been an eye-opener for us, and although inspiring is often overused, we certainly have been inspired by both Paco and Zadie. We'll continue our conversation with them right after this. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care. The Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And we're back. And I know a lot of people hearing Paco's story are really talking to anybody about a person living with a dementia-related illness wants to know, how can we help? So how can we help? Let's talk about the importance of clinical trials. Oh, okay. Um, I have talked to people in the research business, and I was shocked to find out the reason that it is so slow in coming to cures for any disease is the lack of finding participants in clinical trials. If you want to help, just do a little research, yes, and you may be perfectly healthy, but there may be something there for you, and we can move faster toward a cure. I think just everybody thinks of it as it's that last-ditch effort, and then they go into the clinical trial, but I think if we start when we're healthy, and if you have it in your family, I think there's plenty of researchers that would love to talk to you. Yes, and if we... I'm going to take this liberty because obviously we're Hispanics, but if we look at the Hispanic community, the representation in clinical trials is even less. It's so little 
representation for Hispanic. And that has to go with the trust that Hispanics have in the healthcare system. So the research says that other Hispanics are more inclined to enroll in a clinical trial if they see people like themselves yes. talking, meaning patients or participants that are in. So they're not incl- as inclined to enroll if a professional, a medical professional invites them. If they see themselves represented, they're more likely to enroll. So that number one, that is huge. That is really important. The other part that I think is really important is that this disease is attacking Hispanics more, I want to say, aggressively than some other counterparts. So those are two pieces of information that I think are incredibly important. So yes, Paco is in a clinical trial. We were, again, very lucky to have an amazing medical team that directed us to Diane, and he has been on that medical um, trial. And coincidentally, the site that he was assigned was in Puerto Rico. So it's actually pretty great because when we have to travel, then we are taking like a mini vacation and we're visiting family and all that. So Paco has been on the clinical trial since June and he is taking that medication, which is the FDA approved Lecanemab, but he takes the generic Lecanemab. Good. Yeah. So Paco has been on that one and the side effects have been not necessarily great, but it's not a deterrent, if that makes any sense. Um, when we went to the family conference in May of this year, it was in Mexico. They flew us there and we were able to see all the research firsthand. And it was like 90 other families that have been affected as well. So it was amazing being with people that really get it. And some uh, one of the family members that was talking, he said, there is no cure without volunteers. And that was so powerful to me and Paco. Because that is so true. Like, how are we going to get to a cure if people are not volunteering? Now, that is a big ask for people to, because clinical trials are brutal. Paco decided, I'm going to do this if it not for myself, for my nephews, for my nieces, and for my family, and for anybody that's coming behind me. And I'm supporting him. And he's been on the medication. In November, he's starting a different medication, which is going to be hopefully targeting tau. But that is a randomized part of the trial. So he might get it. He might get the placebo. But it doesn't matter because the end result is that he wants to contribute and he wants to do this. And But we're hopeful because this medication is very promising. So he knows that he is serving the other generations. But at the same time, we're really hopeful that this is going to help him be here with us for longer than we initially were told. And I do have to say not every clinical trial is brutal. Um, yes. Early on... There is some that, that yeah, are yeah, no. there. It is. It's a little more than giving blood in in some things. I often, though, at least in our experience here, we get very lucky here in the Central Florida region. But often there's a stipend that it helps defray the cost of travel, just your time. So yes. Okay. Yeah. No. And they do cover everything when we have to travel, and they do have like a little stipend that he gets. But it's. Honestly, in, in his case, like we will still do it if there was no benefit, if you want right. to call it, because the main benefit, I think, is that the drug. The drug itself, it's such a, a great benefit. So we're really hopeful. Good. We're going to check back in with you, but we're going to take a break right now. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, ADRC, has served as a Central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center. 
They are dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illnesses. ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skills, and strategies they need to help them confidently prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit the website adrccares.org. We are back and we are loving our conversation with Zadie Burgos and Francisco Paco Rios dealing with an early onset Alzheimer's diagnosis for Paco. We've talked a lot. Let's talk about moving forward. What are your plans? I think my plans are structured in timeframes. What's immediate and what's going to happen in one year and what's going to happen in five years. So having, I think the clinical background that I have does help, obviously, but it's also sometimes tricky because you know too much sometimes. Mm. It's just, oh, I wish I didn't know as much because then your mind goes like into little rabbit holes, right? So my immediate plan with Paco is just what we want to do, even that sounds selfish. If we, our neurologist said, go on trips, do whatever you have. And so that we've been doing that. So we want to take as much, as many trips that we can, and we wanted to focus on what happiness looks like for us now. So that's like kind of the immediate plan. Also in that is just making sure that every single medical need is taken care of while I'm juggling my career. Mm. And what I've told is it's not that I'm putting my career like in a hold or anything, but I'm morphing into different responsibilities and how they look like for me at this time, knowing that at some point I will go back to my full career, but I'm more focused on supervising some things that I can do remotely from home so that I can be as, at home as much as I can. And then are at least from my perspective, and you can talk about your perspective, but my perspective is how do I, as a wo- young woman, figured this out in terms because his needs right now are going to look very different than what his needs are going to look like in five years so how do I prepare now doing what I'm doing for what's to come knowing that the main thing that I promised him was to keep his integrity and his dignity that is the main focus that's my main focus how do I do that and I maintain that promise as we shift from one stage to another from one year to another so how do I do that and how do I figure that out I'm still doing that. It's, it's, it looks very different daily and very different monthly on a monthly basis. But that is what I have to answer that question progressively. Keeping the integrity and dignity. Planning. There's a lot of planning. Yeah. And making sure that he's okay because if he's okay, I'm okay. If he's not, I'm not. If he's worried, I'm worried. So making sure that we're working as a unit and living. Yeah. Great. And living. Not Great. forgetting that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Living with. Yes. Living with, yeah. That's yeah. our term. Paco? Oh, really? Awesome. <laughs> Can you ask the question? Okay. <laughs> oh. What are your priorities? Just my love, because uh, uh, sometimes when I uh, think about the future, it doesn't actually, I don't actually like it. Mm-hmm what the future holds, but um, I try to live day by day and uh, try to uh, make the people that I know, let them know that I love them and um, I appreciate them. And that's actually all I can do because if I think about the future, it doesn't really look good. I'm 
I'm trying to work my mind, work my brain. I'm trying to learn a language, doing all these puzzles and all these apps for brain training. And I'm trying to keep going as long as I can, keep my brain going, keep my, keep my brain active and just live it day by day. Sometimes there are good days, sometimes there are bad days, but. I think that's great advice for everybody. Yep. 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 Again, thank you so much for Sadie Burgos and her husband, Francisco Paco Rios, for this interview. You can find their social media links in our show notes. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging, and tell your family and friends about us. You can find us on Instagram at informed underscore aging and facebook.com slash informed aging. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.